Hey, it's Amy Newmark. Please enjoy this rerun of one of my favorite episodes from last year. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. You know, our book about how age is just a number has been a big hit. And it's partly because it shows that it's never too late to do most things, and that includes romance. It's never too late to bring the romance back into a tried and true old relationship. So today I'm going to share two stories about how couples revived and maintained the spark in their decades-old marriages. In our first story, Jill Burns starts off with a conversation she had with her husband when he came home from work. He said it was a normal day, except that the women he worked with couldn't believe that he hadn't taken his wife out for dinner or bought her an expensive gift for the holiday that had just passed. Jill says these women were always teasing her husband for coming up short in the romance department on Valentine's Day, Christmas, and her birthday. But she didn't care. She felt she didn't need gifts, and she was a low-maintenance person. Her husband said he told his coworkers he couldn't be that bad a husband, considering that his wife wrote him daily love letters. And Jill says they weren't really love letters. They were more like little notes. But what he was talking about was this. Early in their marriage, she had found herself slipping into a bad habit of criticizing her husband over trivial things. So to remind herself and him why they were married, she started writing him little love notes. She'd slip them into his cooler so he'd find them during his lunch break. He loved the notes, and she decided that this new habit would replace her old bad habit. Jill says, each day I decided to set aside time to think about my husband and why I was grateful for him on that particular day. On a piece of scrap paper, I scribbled him a note and left it on his nightstand where he'd find it after he got home from work each evening. My notes are simple but sincere. They're things like, I am grateful for your understanding. I'm grateful to you for taking me to my doctor's appointment yesterday. I'm grateful for your sense of humor and your laughter on a day when I needed it most. Jill says that once in a while she gets carried away and the notes become a little mushy. She says her husband thinks she started the tradition for him, but she actually does it for herself as a kind of gratitude exercise. She says, when life is hectic and disasters abound, when the bills pile up and money is tight, even when all is peaceful and right in our world, I never want to forget the many chapters it took to get us together and on the same page. I feel so blessed to have my husband by my side and never want to take him for granted or forget how I feel about him. So Jill originally planned to leave her husband those little gratitude notes for one month, but they became so important to them as a couple that she kept writing them. She says, even though he knows I love him and I know I love him, it's like feeding the fire one more log. Those daily love letters keep our love burning a bit warmer and brighter each day. So in another story, Paula Freeman tells us that she wanted to rent a house on the beach in North Carolina after she retired for a whole month and take a road trip there with the dog. So their dog, Annie, 
was the child they had added to their family when they became empty nesters. Her husband had surprised her with the puppy several months earlier, even though they had promised each other not to get a dog once the kids were gone. Paula's father was dying, though, and her husband had guessed correctly that she would really benefit from having the puppy around to brighten her days. So the puppy would go with them on their retirement vacation to the beach house that Paula dreamed of. Now, there was only one problem. Paula still had to retire from the organization that she had founded 23 years ago. She knew it was time for someone new to lead it, to bring in fresh ideas and energy, but she worried how she would react to leaving her baby, the place that she had nurtured for almost a quarter century. Paula says, it turned out that I never looked back, lulled by the soothing rhythm of tires carrying us farther and farther from our former lives I felt myself slither from the constricting responsibility and persona I'd assumed, escaping the lifeless skin that no longer fit. She says that retiring allowed her to return to being her true self instead of the executive director that she had had to act like. She says, it was the beginning of my coming home to me. It was also the beginning of Paula coming home to her husband. They took walks at night, even in the rain. All the stress of her job fell off her, leaving the real Paula to emerge. Her husband said, I feel like I got back the girl that I married. And Paula says, we were in love and having a blast, daring to dream about our empty nest future. Unfortunately, it was not to last. Her husband died a year and a half later. But Paula is so glad that it happened and that they had this year and a half of retirement to enjoy. She says, Our love came full circle, the validation of more than four decades of marriage. From being deeply in love when we married, through the challenges and chaos of parenting seven children and adoring countless career ups and downs, we were more in love when we ended than when we began. So if that's not a great lesson, I don't know what is, because you never know how much time you have left. So you've got to make sure that things are good before they end. There's a great quote that is attributed to Jacqueline Bissett that sums this all up. Ideally, couples need three lives, one for him, one for her, and one for them together. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories from our bestseller, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Age is Just a Number. You can go to our website, which is chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button to learn more about the book. You'll find it wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. Now, if you'd like to share your own stories and wisdom, you can become one of our published writers. Check out the Submit Your Story area on our website. You'll see a list of topics we're working on, some story guidelines to help you write a great piece, and the form that you fill out to send in your story for consideration. We are always looking for new storytellers to join the Chicken Soup for the Soul family. 